0: Well, welcome to part two of Plank Specs, Pearls, and Pigs in the The Greatest Story Ever Retold series. Um, we have two weeks left before we hit uh, our Lent journey, so we hope that you're all going to participate in that. Um, today we're joined by Jenna Heikert, or whatever you want to do. Prayed with. We're going to talk about judging again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, right. um, prepare myself. <laughs> oh, would you mind giving an introduction in case anybody doesn't know?
1: Yeah, so I'm Jenna Heikert. Um, I am the Sunday morning coordinator for children's ministry here at Element. Um, my husband is Phil and he works on sound. I have two kids. Uh, my daughter's four and my son is almost 18 months. And I've been here about five and a half years, attending Element for 10.
2: Yes, you know, It's interesting. So you say like, oh, my daughter's four and my son is 18 months. Well, that makes your son almost two. Almost two. So But not when, almost when, two. when do they go from months to years? Two. Two, yeah.
0: Oh. Well, welcome. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Uh, before we jump in, Aaron, would you mind giving a recap of the message in case nobody watched it? Yeah.
2: Today, we're, we are talking about Plank Specs, Pearls and Pegs Part 2. And we're moving in today to entrusting ourselves and other people to God alone. Usually what happens when we don't entrust other people to God is we have all of our wisdom that we want to share with people so they think the same way that we do and we get frustrated when they don't. And instead of entrusting people into God's hands, we entrust them into ours. We want to manipulate them in order to think what we think and and say what we we say. And the only way that we will ever step into someone else's heart and soul is by prayer and walking in places with God. So we need to stop pushing our pearls, And simply entrust people to God that God is going to lead us to the places where we speak the things we need to speak, to say the things we need to say in the timing he tells us to. Again, so often we just want to push our own pearls all the time. And we are called to be a people who speak the truth of the gospel. But we also need to be those who entrust that God knows the timing and the way to bring people to him. So when we are in those situations, we are willing to speak, but also willing to be silent. We need to be silent. So how do you discern when to be silent and when to speak truth? Well, it's interesting because I was having this conversation today that someone called me on the phone and they said, you know, well, this person really needs help and they want this or and they say they want this. They said, we think they need to go to this and do that. And it's, it's kind of a, a long thing. And after it was over, I just said, you want this person to do these things. Does this person want to do those things? Because if they don't, we're just pushing our pearls at that point. If they don't see the necessity, not that we can't share, hey, I love you, my heart is breaking for you because of these things, but they may even throw that off and say, why do you even care? People have to see the need in their own life for what is going on. So I think we can Tell them we love them and tell them whenever they need something to help. We'll be there for that. But pushing our pearls is saying, this is how you're screwing up and this is what you're doing. Not that there isn't places and times to do that, but stepping in and and kind of overriding their thoughts or their feelings or where they're at, just trying to get our point across to get them to where we want them to be. And there are times and places where we have to allow God his time to do his work. And as Christians, we find it very hard to allow God his time to do his work.
0: So is there a time when we ask, what do you want? Like if you're you're in conversation with somebody, is it okay to ask, do you just want to vent? Do you want to, do you just want me to be supportive or do you want to help walk through whatever's going on?
2: When I start getting frustrated with somebody in a conversation, I will do that. Eventually I'll say, what do you want from me right now? Do you, do you want advice? Are you asking me for advice or are you just venting? And if you're just venting, that's okay. I will just sit and listen. Well, <laughs> not always because I have a hard time not saying anything at all. But I will think about it differently than if someone's actually asking me for advice. And, and there is some times in places where we give people advice they're not asking for, I think, but God reveals to us those places and those times when we're supposed to do it too often we think that everybody in our lives needs our pearls of wisdom every moment like you know when you're driving through a roundabout i want to roll down my window and be like this is how you drive in the roundabout and you can't do that because people don't care when you are in the roundabout but they all need to learn how to drive like
1: me i agree
0: you i've do. been in the car with you i think you have for yeah, <laughs> yeah, yelled at somebody so jennifer you do you have any uh, like has anybody given you pearls of wisdom that you rejected
1: uh, yes, actually. So when we were trying to get pregnant with our daughter, because we had no. very hard time That's getting pregnant worst, with her. isn't it?
2: People's pregnancy advice? Yes.
1: Us. And it's the, if you just relax and stop trying, it'll come. It's like, mm, oh, no. Man.
2: I had someone no. try to tell Marianne to wear these earrings.
1: It, and when you're, when you're literally going through something that is super painful and super hard... And they're just repeating the same thing to you all the time. You're like, okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you just nod.
2: People a lot of times will come to me and tell me the things that Element should be doing. Like if if I listened to every single person who said all the things that Element should be doing, we would have a million programs and mm-hmm. nobody coming. You know, nobody in gospel communities because everybody's stuck in a program somewhere. You need, you need this or you need that or you need this. All the time people are doing it. And it's this is sometimes why it's it's difficult to continue to stay on the course that we believe that god has set us as a church you know being about jesus and gospel communities because so many people want us to do so many different things and we and and until god calls us and burns a bush and says do something different that's where we're going to be what are the kind of pearls of wisdom people giving you
1: um one that i used to get a lot that i still get from some people sometimes is the God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And honestly, I was like, I used to give that. Because that's not taken out of context at all? Not at all. Because I was brought up in a church that like, that's what you told people. And I was like, okay, sure. And then I started coming to Element. And I remember sitting in the McCool GC and Sarah saying, I hate when people tell me this. And I'm like, is it that bad? And then she explained it to me. She Mm -hmm. was like, God doesn't not give you more he can handle. It's just... (laughs) He goes through it with you. You're yeah. like, oh. Hmm. And, he, the, and the whole is. point
2: of having more than we can handle is to trust God in it. Exactly. I mean, everything, our entire life from the day we were born is more than we can handle, mm-hmm. and that's why it ha- God teaches us to trust Him.
0: Yeah. So have you guys had somebody? So, not not necessarily the cliches, but have you had somebody that you you lobbed and wanted to come to know who Christ was, and had to. Stop pushing and 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 trust God and and what did that process look like?
1: I know I have a friend of mine who she was raised Catholic and then her husband is agnostic and he's like I'm never and we me and Phil would talk to them so much about like you know if you like put your faith and trust in Christ or like if if you know who He is like this horrible situation that you're going through like how could you not have Him with you? Mm. We would try to like give our examples and he would just shoot it down so much Mm -hmm. and just start laughing at us. And at that point we realized like this is not our time or it's not going to be us that brings him to Christ if he comes to Christ or her. It's so hard when you see where their life is and you see what they're going through. How could you not want? Mm -hmm. You're trying to fill a hole and that hole can't be filled. My brother,
2: uh, when I first you know, became a Christian, I was all zeal and spit and bluster and crazy. And then you know, there, there was a time where I was like, what am I doing? And, I, and I, just, I just backed off and allowed God to do his work. And there was a time he came in to my office and he asked me some questions about certain things. And I gave him a couple of books. And it was just kind of this thing of where it's like, what do you need at this time from me? That's what, I, that's what I'm going to give you. And I can and God does his work,
0: I appreciate your message kind of after the fake story you told yeah, of, uh, of that. <laughs> but, like, yeah but like it, I mean it, it is helpful to see that that we don't know what people were really there going through and and we're quick to judge and mm-hmm. and then at least I do I hang on to that that initial assessment for way too long, but to to really stop and see people for who they are, where they are and and that everyone is hurting and everyone has a story and everyone needs um compassion and mm-hmm. that's what who christ is right um and that goes back to uh you know you were talking earlier about um christ is not christ does not
2: demoralize people he wouldn't call people pigs in way that we understand yeah and so and theme. so often people take those verses like that though they think oh yeah don't cast my pearls before pigs and it's like he assuming we're he's calling people pigs and dogs. And that's not the point of the passage. And yet so many people walk around thinking that's the point of the passage. Oh, don't cast your pearls before pigs. And, it's, and people take that as, you know, oh, don't share the gospel with that person, you know, that drug addict. That, that, it's, that is not what Jesus is saying. I mean, w- the whole thing is about entrusting ourselves to God's care. And when we do, we live our lives differently.
0: Jenna, so I know your kids are a little young, but going to that, the Tony Dungy story, do you have any experience of like, you're trying to give your kids a, this pearl and then they ignore it, but then somebody else says it and they're like, oh, cool.
1: But Phil's trying to teach her how to like skateboard. So she got a skateboard for Christmas and so he's like teaching her how to skateboard. He's like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do this. And she's just throwing fits. She's like, I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it like this. He's like, you're never going to learn to ride your skateboard little girl across the street comes over. She's like, hey, Annie, you need to do this and this. she's like, okay. (laughs) And now she's, like, standing up and, like, scooting. We're just like, really? Really? It's Tony (laughs) Dungy. Oh, it kills me. And, I mean, I get it. When mom and dad say it, it's like, okay, mom. Like, but I can do it. Whereas if her best friend across the street tells her, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, she's way cooler than you, so because I have heard that said by her. I've had people say, oh, you're
2: a pastor, you're supposed to say that, you know, and not realizing that there's any wisdom in the thing. And then years later, they'll come back and be like, man, I so should have listened to what you said. Some of it's it's marriage stuff. Some of it's, you know, school, growing up kind of things. And, you know, the the older you get, you know, I think the more wisdom that people are supposed to have anyway. Mm -hmm. And you can share that when people ask, but Sometimes people don't listen and then later in life they're like, man, I so should have listened listen to what you said. I say that all the time to people. I do too. Mm-hmm. So kind of in the middle of the message you talked about how uh,
0: kids who kind of grew up in the church, if they have a multi-generational team, family, yeah. group investing in them, pouring into them, uh, they're more likely to continue walking in faith. And and so I wanted to ask as we end kind of how can we be better at that? How can we notice the the younger kids in our, in our,
2: in our midst and, and how can we invest? I think that it's important for people sometimes get frustrated in gospel communities like they'll, they'll start off with I want a gospel community of people who are just like me and then they get a, people around, a bunch of people around who are just like them and then all of a sudden it goes a little bit like, and they're like we need some younger people. We need some older people. We need this. We need that. And instead of starting like that, instead of trusting us and our pearls of wisdom that says we want multi-generational gospel communities. Because I've been there. Where mm-hmm. was it? And I know.
0: Right. Eh, it and, just becomes a cesspool.
2: And it does. And so we, when there, there's wisdom that comes from this is really what you're going to want. So I know you don't think that, oh, it's so hard. These people don't get me. Da, da, da. But you need that. Mm-hmm. You need those different people of different ages coming together because you're going to want those. And and then other people, you know, after they're in it for a bit, they're like, well, I just want this because they want something new. And it's like, why don't you stick where you are and invite either somebody else in or bring some of these ideas with you into this thing? Because it's not the new thing isn't the grass isn't greener. If if it is, it's been mowed more and been watered more. So just water your grass and start to mow it where you are. Do the things that that you want to be done. And I mean that's that's some pearls of wisdom grow because if you if you have kids and you want people to grow get that multigenerational around the community you have right now and invite people in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that the GCs here are so big because, like, you guys know my my children are not the easiest ones ever. What? So there's I mean they're perfect. So when we're in GC. Like Annie will respond really well to like Manette opposed Mm. to me or like Christy. It's like Simon and Annie are all about Christy. So I want my kids to be able to have that, like to go like in 15 years when Annie's 19 and dealing with issues. Like she could go to her if she can't come to me because I had growing up, I mean, I was very involved in my church. I was in almost every ministry Mm. and I had so many different age groups of people surrounding me. Like my closest friend was 10 years older than I was. My youth pastor and his wife, I would go on family vacations with them. And so having them surrounding my life made me feel like I didn't have to go to my mom if I had issues. I could go to them, know it was a safe place. And then they would be able to speak truth into my life that was about Christ. So that's what I want for my kids. And I hope that's what we can do in the children 's ministry, too, like with our teachers i mean
2: it's interesting though as a, as a church kind of grows and gets a little older and things like that there's there's people who are like well i can 't watch kids, kids don't want to be around me i 'm too old you know I, uh, I had this youth leader when I was a youth pastor who was like oh i'm too old and I'm like, "You are perfect. Mm-hmm. kids need these different age ranges of people involved in their lives,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that that's really a key point too, in like Raising your kids around people like, like with GCs, like they can see us sharing our lives with each other and sharing, like, not necessarily pearls that no one wants, but I mean, wisdom in each other's lives. Like, they're seeing, like, okay, they can trust this person, they can trust this person, and this person. I can then trust these people.
0: And I think that goes into it too that seeing a community love each other through good times and bad helps. Everyone yeah. grow more mature, right?
1: I think it's good for kids to see that, and for like if if we want them to continue to like walk in Christ and and grow and own their faith, and they need to be open to hearing the word. And if they're closed off because they see mommy and daddy are closed off,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I think it's the whole example, mm-hmm. setting the example, because mm-hmm. I think that's the diff like. There's so many times where you can throw pearls at people, but it's like, how about you show it too? Like you mm. can't just like throw your wisdom at people mm. and then not expect, like not open yourself up to it too.
0: Yeah. Good point. Very good point. And on that, uh, yeah, on that, bombshell. On that bombshell, we're going to end this episode next week. We're going to take a long walk. So join us, uh, as we, <laughs> we talk about the long way around. Uh, Thanks for being
1: with us. Thank you. This was fun. Good. Appreciate it.
0: And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: One day people are going to be like, what are checks? Um, Annie took it out of our drawer and was like, can I color on this? I said, get out (laughs) of here.
2: No, she said, can I color on this? Here's a pearl for you. like a, checkbook a is like a like a old smoker woman Can she I call does. Her on this I know she does It's You're, so
1: creepy Well
2: your husband said it's cuz she's either screaming or talking all the time she doesn't Always. stop <laughs>